Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us. On today's episode, April will be joined by our counselor, Teresa Haskins, as they discuss codependency as part of our Common Issues Big Topic series. Thank you for being a part of this conversation, as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend this time with us. We are in the middle of a series uh, called Common Issues, Big Topics. And this month, we've already talked about perfectionism and anxiety and the keys to happiness. And today, we're going to talk about codependency. And before you close this off, just know that a lot of people who have codependent tendencies don't admit to it or don't know it. So listen in uh, before you tune us out, all right? Um, I have a special guest with me. She's no um, stranger to our podcast, Teresa Haskins. Thank you for coming back today. It's great to be here. Teresa is one of our therapists here at Care to Change and definitely super high quality. If you are having family issues, um, parenting issues, really anything related to to families, um, you can call us and Teresa's available to help you. She's just a tremendous clinician and we are so fortunate to have her on our team. So we're going to dive right into this issue because I think it's one that affects more people than um, I think people realize. Mm -hmm. So let's just start really defining what codependency is. How would you recognize someone that's codependent? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how you uh, describe that because I do feel like like so many people aren't aware of really what it is, and mm-hmm. therefore uh, it may go under the under the radar mm-hmm. a bit. So uh, to to meet codependence is this uh, it's it's an unhealthy way that we have developed relationships in which the um, the codependent codependent person somewhat loses themselves. The focus is on the other person and they um so much so that they somewhat um lose their identity that the focus is on the other person rather than the person themselves and meeting their own needs Mm. so yeah and so it can come come across like caretaking yes right absolutely so some traits of uh, codependent caretaking might be yeah like uh sacrificing themselves um, you might also, it, it, it might get to the point where there's some self-righteous about um, their opinions, feeling compelled to help, um, feeling responsible for others before um, they take care of their own needs. They, mm. um, I, I, it, this, this can really um, develop into um, judgmental attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing what's best for others, giving with strings attached or expectations. So, um, you know, feeling overwhelmed by others things. So, so you, so you get exhausted, feeling exhausted, irritated, really the development of bitterness can come Mm. from codependency. Yeah. Yeah. There's this feeling annoyed. Yeah. Um, if they don't follow their advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what else? Yeah, um, you know, they can also uh, get really discouraged from um, uh, when when others um, have d- developed independent thinking or um, 
they could be pushy, um, um, and they can try to control others, um, crossing boundaries and, and giving unsolicited advice, um, seeing that the root of their attachment to others is, is really ingrained in anxiety and, and the, um, uncertainty, the insecurity they have in relationships. Definitely can see how this impacts marriages. Oh, yes. Uh, when we're hopping into someone else's yard and wanting to fix everything yes. for them and control what they're doing. And it's all in the name of love, right? Yeah. Or even as a parent stepping into our kids' yards and not just discipling them and shepherding them, but really wanting to control and manipulation might be a too strong of a word, but mm-hmm. really wanting to do things for them yes. um, versus... Um, training them how to do it for themselves. The way that you've described it sounds sort of negative, but I don't think it always is. It would be obvious if everyone, you know, was too pushy or got mad when their advice wasn't followed, right? Be like, oh, that's obvious codependence. I think where there's this sort of invisible line is when it comes across like caretaking. I'm just caring for the other person. It's because I love them so much. It's because I can see what they don't see. It's because... I've been through it, and so I know what they should do. And it sounds more like caretaking or empathy yes. than actual codependence. So can you talk a little yes. bit about, you know, the way that you describe It's like, oh, yeah, that's not me. I, I would never be these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not too pushy. I don't, right? But then there is this sort of middle ground where people just um, do so much for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, sort of easily could lose who they are out of the context of helping others. Yes. And so there's this line between, I don't do that. I'm just empathetic. Mm. I can just see, you know, what other people are experiencing. I can just feel what they feel or whatever. So can you sort of walk through maybe that middle ground where it's not super obvious, like you just gave that list, but there's that, yeah, I'm, I'm just here to help other people. So how's the, what's the difference between empathy and codependence? The lines can be mm-hmm. really blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, so an empathetic person might say, um, you know, I understand how and why you might feel the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Whereas a codependent person would, would say, I feel what you feel or um, I, I don't feel like myself. So they, instead of I see how you feel, they actually feel that mm. they actually uh, uh, take what the person feels and internalizes mm-hmm. it themselves. Or um, uh, an empathetic person might say, I'm highly sensitive to people's energy. Mm-hmm. I'm just very aware and, mm-hmm. and able to, to really pick up body language and mm-hmm. so forth. Whereas a codependency, uh, a person in codependency might shift who they are based on the other person's perception. Mm. Empathetic person would have boundaries Mm. and clear limits in the relationship, whereas a codependent would limit the boundaries. Uh, It would feel wrong. It would feel selfish to have boundaries in Mm. place. Um, Or um, an empathetic person uh, would hold space so you can express yourself, um, speak your truth, Mm -hmm. uh, allow that individuality where a codependent person would be would would feel very uncomfortable with that they would um they they would walk on eggshells and and uh would not 
would feel uncomfortable with the person um, being free to express themselves. Um, and I think too, an, an empathetic person would understand all the relationships. They all relationships have conflict and growing pains, but mm. for the codependent person, um, it is very uncomfortable when there are any types of conflict. So, um, uh, almost like life just comes to a complete stop. Um, when, when there's any sort of conflict, they, they are mm-hmm. immobilized almost, um, with conflict. So how does this show up? Mm. So if someone is codependent, why would they say, I want to make change? Because it sounds like that line is so blurry between empathetic and codependency mm. that someone might just say, I don't see anything wrong with feeling whatever other people feel, you know, mm-hmm. like th- you even using scripture here, yes. right? And yes. um, shifting, you know, and not being selfish with my needs and putting mm-hmm. others above myself and um, being attuned to how other people feel and, um, not mm-hmm. wanting to have conflict, like it sounds very Christian in a yes. way. So when does it become, how do we see this in a way that's destructive or unhelpful? I think that, you know, we are all, we are all made for connection. You know, it is, it is in, it is part of the way God made us was, was really for connection. And in a codependent person where they're taking on really someone else's identity, um, how do you really come to a place of connection if if you're you are blurred um, and and you take on the other person mm. and so so we are we're meeting for connection when we're not really ourselves we've we've lost who we are we are um, the, the identity in both partners are are not authentic they're not real and so we 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 are left in the relationship with feeling like there isn't real deep connection mm. um and how do we, how do you get to a place of vulnerability and authenticity if if you're not authentic with yourself mm. so like yeah. if you don't know who you are as a person because right. who you are is in the context of how you have helped right. others or ascribed to others and what the other needs yeah and then how do you fully connect authentically if you have lost who you are? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel deep enough. It doesn't feel, um, a, again, like real connection. Mm-hmm. What it sounds like is it comes down to a blurring of boundaries. Yes. Exactly. Right? It's like, I don't know where I end and you begin. Yes. And I've taken on your pain or needs as my own. Mm-hmm. to fix or solve or to make better right. and therefore lose myself in the process right. um, in an effort to help someone else. Yes, it, it's, it sounds so noble mm-hmm. and, and so self-sacrificing, um, but it really does damage the relationship because through the codependency nature of the relationship, bitterness mm-hmm. and and all of the uh the emotions um are 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 grown through um losing yourself and and losing your identity so it's you're not saving the relationship you are you're actually harming it mm-hmm. from the codependency how does it harm it 
I think that um, the, again, the lack of boundaries, uh, it prevents someone for, for taking on their own problems from mm-hmm. growing. Um, you're stunting, you're stunting someone else's uh, growth, mental, emotional, physical, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, spiritual growth. If you're taking on their problems, then they, um, the problems become yours and they, they don't ever um, feel the need to solve their own problems. So yeah. it, is, it is really stunting the relationship. It's stunning the person um, to, to take care of them that way. The person on the receiving end, I'm thinking about. So if, if you aren't the one who is codependent, mm-hmm. codependent, but you're on the receiving end, so you're in a relationship with someone who is codependent, mm-hmm. the burden of being responsible for someone else's emotional well-being yes. um, has to take a toll at some point unless um, or it can be a little bit enabling of behavior mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Uh, so codependency is a form of enabling, right? So yes. um, when um, you're on the receiving end and the one who's codependent is taking care of everything and right. they'll make it right and they'll make it better, it doesn't produce accountability Yes, exactly. for the other person's behavior. Yes. So if I am friends with or married to or... Um, someone who is codependent and they're taking care of everything for me. It doesn't make me as an adult responsible for how I think or feel or behave because they'll clean it up. Exactly. And so on the receiving end, it doesn't produce any form of, you know, self-identification, self-accountability. It doesn't promote change because I don't, why should I change it? They'll clean it all up for me. Exactly. Right. And then you have someone who's codependent sort of, like you said, um, they're frustrated and they're, um, they're overworked or, and it's just like the statement that we say so often, generosity without boundaries is a greeting ground for ground for resentment. Yes. And so they're the ones doing everything for everybody else, losing who they are and they're exhausted for it. Yes. And then the exhaustion can easily become resentment. Yes. Right. And so what might begin as an empathetic, caring, self-sacrificing act mm-hmm. beca- slips into codependency. And then at some point, like, why would the person never change? Yes. Well, because yes. you've, you've swept it all up for exactly. them. They don't have to. Exactly. They don't have to change. They don't have the problems. You have that's exactly right. Because <laughs> yes. they don't have a problem. Exactly. You have a problem. <laughs> um, like, no, they do have the problem. I know, but you're so busy solving it. They really don't. Yeah, yeah you've taken it. Uh, yeah. So why, why should they change? Right. Um, and right. so, but then for someone that wants accountability, um, to have the, pr- I'm thinking of children. Yes. The pressure mm-hmm. that children feel to be responsible for how their parents are feeling right. or acting, right? Exactly. I must please them. Otherwise they're not in a good space. That's yes. a lot of pressure for a child yes. to have on them. Exactly. So if you know that you have codependent tendencies, the harm isn't just in your adult relationships, but also in parenting. That's such a great point. Yes. Right. Um, because now your kids can feel responsible for your emotional well-being. Exactly. Knowing that it shifts based on how they are. Right. And it, that's scary. 
it is too much for mm-hmm. a child to, to, to carry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What a burden that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, what does someone do? How can you shift from a codependent relationship mm-hmm. into a healthy relationship? What are some ways mm-hmm. that um, someone can shift over or begin to think differently? I think that the first step, I mean, we could talk about boundaries definitely mm-hmm. would be a part of the process, but I think it's it's somewhat difficult to determine what your boundaries are until you kind of reconnect with who you are as a person mm-hmm. and what your identity is mm-hmm. um, and, and let that, however you define what's really important to you and what values are important to you. Um, I think that it's hard to set boundaries if you're not if you don't get back to who you are. That's right. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, making that step and, and really probing yourself. And sometimes it, it goes to um, a, a time when you were in a codependent relationship and um, what were you like? What were your passions? What motivated you? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, uh, again, really defining what your yard looks like, mm-hmm. how you would dis- design it. Mm-hmm. Um, without the codependent relationship in, within it. Sort of like when we do couples work and yes. we're, you know, drawing out the yard and we're saying this is your yard, this is their yard, and and in your yard contains your thoughts and your feelings and your beliefs and your behaviors, right. and you're responsible for those. Yes. Your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own beliefs, your own behaviors, and they are responsible for their thoughts and feelings and beliefs and behaviors. You aren't. Yes. So, and knowing your personal value says I'm secure in my thoughts, even if my thoughts differ from your thoughts. Yes. And it's okay for us to think differently about something. Right. Or to feel differently about something. Yes. Or to say, this is how I would behave in this situation. And this is how you're behaving in this situation. So when your personal value is intact, mm-hmm. you're much more likely to be okay with differing thoughts or feelings oh, or beliefs yes. or behaviors. Exactly. Versus saying, well, those are wrong. So I need to come over into your yard and fix it or convince you right. to do it differently. Or I know what's best for you because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me show you versus just have healthy dialogue and conversation about the difference and experience the conflict for what it is. It's right. a differing of opinions, not an attack on value. Yes. Right. Um, yes. So I, I love how you said that um, at the heart of sort of transforming from codependency mm-hmm. is re- being reminded and remembering your personal value. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then out of that comes a healthy boundary setting. Yeah. And, and such a stronger relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're meeting in, in the courtyard of a connection, as, as mm-hmm. we talk about in, in couples work, if you're meeting in the courtyard with your true self, your, your, who, who you really are, mm-hmm. and you feel confident in that, um, then the vulnerability, the safety that is felt in that, in that time of connection, um, where you don't feel pressured to be anybody else or, um, or the, uh, the other, there's confidence so that the other person doesn't have to fit within a mold or, um, um, a, you know, prerequisites or so forth. So it's, it, yeah, it sort of relieves the pressure of having to so perform, does. right? It, absolutely. It's yeah. freeing, right? It is so it's, freeing. Uh, my value isn't based on whether or not you see or do things my way. Yes. Um, and my value is still intact 
and our relationship can be unless there's you know immoral unethical illegal whatever yes things that you know obviously boundaries have to be set into place but for the most part it's like value isn't determined based on their success yes and sometimes we we ascribe our value based on the success of the relationship and right in some way um so identify for me some some key points to healthy relationships versus codependence. So yes. what would a healthy relationship look like? Um, a healthy relationship would be one uh, that, that supported, a supportive listening, um, validating, whereas codependent uh, might, uh, again, try to fix someone, um, someone else's situation or problem. Um, a healthy relationship would allow your partner to experience emotions. And I think that's one thing that, that is so, that is so true that the healthy relationship are not threatened by an emotions. Um, but, um, there's freedom in that. Whereas the codependent would might, would, would try to manage or control, um, how the other person feels about things. A healthy relationship, um, would observe their partner's emotions and behaviors um, without feeling controlled, they would mm-hmm. feel that freedom mm-hmm. like we are talking about. Um, and then um, a, a codependent per, uh, relationship would instead absorb the partner's emotions um, and behaviors, allow them, allow your partner's emotions and behaviors to dictate your own emotions and behaviors. Um, and the, also a, a healthy relationship, um, you would be able to identify your own emotions mm-hmm. um and needs mm-hmm. you know that that there is clarity in what i need physically emotionally mentally spiritually mm-hmm. um because that's a priority mm-hmm. um so being able to to know all of those things whereas a codependent relationship would be f- focused on what the other person's needs um would be um over your own um and then setting boundaries of course in a healthy relationship, whereas, you know, we've talked about how codependent have very blurred lines mm-hmm. and boundaries. Um, a healthy relationship would, would be telling your partner um, what your emotions are and what you need from them, uh, which is a, is a big part of a really strong relationship. Um, and then a codependent would um, repress emotion, um, the the walking on eggshells and and feeling like I can't express emotions or or pretend like you don't have them. Um, healthy relationship would would practice self care. Yes, um, taking care of our yard, making sure that um, we are maintaining all of those needs. Um, whereas codependence and um, uh, you ignore. Re- uh, you, you ignore friends, you prioritize your partner's needs over your own social, emotional, physical, and mental needs. Um, and then, of course, just being who we are, being authentically you, um, as opposed to being who you think your partner wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really key difference. If you're the one on the receiving end and you think, you know, I see this so clearly in my partner yeah. um, or in your parent, right? Mm. And this is you and you're saying, okay, I, I see all of the healthy, what the healthy way is, mm-hmm. but I'm not responsible for whether or not 
they can behave in a healthy way and set the boundary. Um, What would be your advice for someone saying, you know, my parent is codependent and it's on me or my spouse Mm -hmm. is codependent on me. And I don't, I don't want that. It feels smothering. It feels Mm -hmm. too much like a burden or I'm ready to adult and be accountable for my own behavior. What would be a good first step for them? Yeah, I think that um, defining really what the boundary looks like and then making really good communication to that person as to what this is and why. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it would be awesome if we were so self-aware, this is who I am, then these are the values I have. Mm -hmm. And so we go to the other person and and say, um, hey, this is, this is how this is feeling. This is, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, When this happens, um, this is what the effect is on me. And what I really need for you to do is, is this. And so, so, so really working that out and having your own clarity, again, doing your own self-care, your own self-work, and then the communication, how the communication is set is so key for them really hearing you. Setting that boundary by modeling it. Yes. And let me just say, if you are the one in a relationship with someone who is codependent and it feels smothering or it feels suffocating or it feels like too much of a burden Mm -hmm. to be responsible for their well-being, where it feels like they're in your yard too much. Yes. And you say, you know, I know my personal value and mm-hmm. I don't need this person to be in my yard doing these things. Mm-hmm. Setting a boundary can feel like rejection yes. to the person who is codependent. Yes. And um, so there's a risk involved, right? Yes. And so when you have that conversation, being able to say, this is because of my own personal value mm-hmm. that I'm setting the boundary, not because I'm rejecting you. Right. It's I'm taking responsibility for me. Yes. And um, thank you. Yes. And yes, it's not needed. Right. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation it to is. have. Yes. It's a very adult conversation to have with someone um, yeah. setting that boundary, especially knowing that it can be received in all different ways. Right. And I think in the, in the church too, it's another obstacle because we, we somewhat misinterpret Matthew 22 mm-hmm. where it's uh, you know, Jesus is asked, is tricked. They're trying to trick him mm-hmm. um, by asking the question, what's the greatest commandments? And of course he says, love God first. And then that second part is love others as you would love yourself. And mm-hmm. so sometimes that we in the church emphasize the first mm-hmm. and what the verse is really saying is uh, seek out what's best for that other person, just as you seek out what's best for your own needs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think something in our head says we have to sacrifice for others. And that's really not what the verse is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of, we kind of skip over that, that second part of that verse where it talks about how we really take care of ourselves, Right. Love as you love yourself. Exactly. As you love yourself, meaning loving yourself first. Loving yes. yourself, knowing your personal value first. Exactly. What resources would you recommend to someone wanting to learn more about this? I think um, if you feel like there's a codependent tendency... Um, a, a great place to start would, would be to read um, the Boundaries book 
by Cloud and Townsend, and and they do have a variety depending on the relationship that you feel um, that you would need would, that would like to work on on whatever relationship that is, whether it's marriage, teens, kids. Um, um, so I I highly recommend um, that as a as a primary resource. There's also a book by Melody Beatty called Codependent No More, and it actually has a workbook that is how to stop controlling others and begin caring for yourself. Um, That's another one that we can recommend to you as well. Well, Teresa, thank you so much again for bringing your wisdom. Um, Codependence is one of those tricky topics Mm -hmm. that is is sort of that slippery slope. And in the Christian field, there's so much blurring of the difference between self-sacrifice and service to others and losing yourself in the process. And yet we see the impact, especially in parenting relationships and in marriages uh, when someone is codependent. I mean, it's also evident in friendships as well, right? Yes. Um, But definitely can be destructive in marriages and in in parenting so um, if you have questions if this is just sort of stirring some things up for you if you're not liking what you're hearing but you see it in yourself I want to encourage you to reach out um, to us ask for Teresa any number of our therapists can work with you regarding the the issue of codependence Um, if you would like to be a recovering codependent and we say that a lot um, definitely give us a call Uh, If it's something that you're like, I don't want, I don't want to bear the burden for other people anymore. What do I do? How do I separate? What is a way to begin setting those boundaries? I want to encourage you to reach out. We'll continue our conversation next week. Um, Super excited for our series that we're in on common issues, big topics. And next week, we're going to continue the conversation on how to loosen the grip of control. So if you're someone that struggles with controlling things, uh, we're going to talk about what do you do? How do you loosen the grip of control? And then the following week is how to tame the inner critic. Um, Some of us fall prey to that inner voice um, and might be helpful at some point and then damaging later. So continue to join us. If you have questions, um, concerns, reach out to our care line. If you want to schedule an appointment, it's help at care to change.org. We're here for you in, in whatever way we can journey along the path. We count it an honor to walk with you. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the care to change podcast where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at caretochange.org. We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.